to the Bedpost Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Erin Pym. And if you are a new listener here at the podcast, what I like to do is talk about sex and sexuality with super fun guests. But before I get into my lovely, fantastic guest for today, I, of course, am going to promote my Patreon, obviously. Um, it's really great. I have a lot of fun like curating the content for you. So what you're getting, if you go over there, there are three tiers. The first tier, you're getting one bonus episode a month, and this is a solo episode about me uh, talking about my pro-dom life and also my uh, personal life as a polyamorous gal. Uh, Second tier, you're getting two bonus episodes a month. And third tier, oh mercy, you get uh, fetish films, you get fetish photo sets. Oh, and also on all the tiers, you get audio erotica. So I've written sex stories and I'm reading them to you. So if any of that stuff interests you or you're just um, you know, a longtime listener of the pod and want to throw me some money and support, you can do so at patreon.com slash the bedpost show. Without further ado, we are continuing our series interviewing the Ritual Chamber Doms. I know it's been on a bit of a break, but I got a couple stragglers here. I'm 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 getting everyone. I, I swear to God, <laughs> I eventually will get everyone on this pod. And I mean, with good reason, my guest for today hasn't been able to do the pod. She tours as a dominatrix and uh, she does a lot of different shows and competitions. So I'm so happy to finally have her stationary in Toronto to interview everybody. I'm very honored to present Toronto's only bodybuilding dominatrix, Mistress Red Diamond. Hi, Red. Hi, how are you? Thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, thank you for for coming in. I mean, um, I know you don't even live in Toronto anymore, uh, so I really appreciate it. You're a busy person. Absolutely. Really busy. Yeah. So this summer, pretty much, or the early summer anyways, you were doing, tell us kind of the things that you get involved in when you're not here. Uh, well, I'm a professional bodybuilder, so um, I compete yeah. all over the world um, internationally in uh, bodybuilding competitions. So I spent a good portion of this year competing. I did uh, three shows in the U.S. Damn. Uh, and one in Romania, actually, last year. So I've been traveling a lot. Um, and then outside of that, I do a lot of sessions. So I, I travel for that, too. Been to lots of different cities this year. Um, I was away for a good month. Um, yeah, so life is just chaotic and busy with training three, four hours a day. Oh, my God. Yeah, really? That's I what... run my own business as well. So life is crazy. <laughs> no kidding. Sounds like uh, if, if my life could be more intense than it is with all my projects, that's what it would look like. Adding three to four hours of training a day onto the shit I usually do. And don't forget the meal prep and the six meals a day, oh, four liters, 10 liters of water. You know, it's just... Oh, my yeah. God. Bathroom breaks galore. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> you can't leave those out. <laughs> oh my God, that's yeah. crazy. Oh, wow. And I mean, uh, we don't have to tell you that your hard work shows. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> you look fucking phenomenal. Thank you. Anytime I show a picture of like, there's like a, a picture of you and I that I love that Casey Bolin took of us and it's just like it's really cute because it's like we have two floggers and when we're doing that shot we're like we're doing the floggers towards the camera you know and it's kind of that forced perspective right but I'm just like looking at you like so adoringly <laughs> in this picture I'm just like fangirling in the actual picture it's so funny <laughs> Oh, oh, so I'm so excited to have you here. Okay, so um, right off the bat, um, I mean, you obviously have a specialty as a dominatrix in a lot of things that are kind of related to your bodybuilding career. Yeah. Like there's a lot of crossover with some of the kinks that you facilitate, which we're going to talk about for sure. But we definitely wanted to mention right off the top that you, that is a very small kind of a piece of the pie of the skills that you actually do have as a dom, right? Absolutely. I think a lot of people tend to put me into a box or um, have fear of doing a session with me because they think that I'm very limited in, you know, the types of um, sessions that I offer or the kink that happens. Um, you know, I, I do a lot more than just a lift and carry or a wrestling session. Um, or I, muscle worship. Or muscle worship. I mean, all of those things can be incorporated Um but there, there is another component and, and a big component to, you know, um, how I merge that into my actual uh, dom sessions as well. So, yeah. So, OK, why don't we maybe we could start with your story because I'm very interested, like how these two kind of worlds came together for you. Like when did your interest in kink and perhaps your interest in becoming a professional uh, kind of collide with your bodybuilding stuff? Like, when were you like, oh, <laughs> I can do these together, maybe? Oh, check it out. <laughs> well, I think it started very gradually. I um, I was very much into the bodybuilding scene, I think, starting back to 2014. Um, <clears throat> and at that time, I met somebody uh, in the industry that was doing sessions, and she was traveling a lot, and, you know, I was like, what, are you, what is this all about? Tell me about it. So we kind of got together, and we did a, a little bit of collaboration into, you know, what a session looked like as a, as a bodybuilder, and... Um, so they were a bodybuilder They as were well. a bodybuilder as well. Cool. So I had the introduction to, you know, the whole scene that way. I was like, wow, this is really cool. It kind of sparked something inside of me. I was traveling a lot. I was meeting cool people, um, and, you know... I feel it, like a fucking celebrity, you <laughs> know? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. That's kind of what it felt like. I was like, wow, people like my muscles. People like to be like crushed by my arms and my legs. And, you know, I feel super powerful. I feel like a superhero. People are starting to look at me like this. This is, this is really cool. Yeah. So, you know, I think in time I started to realize that people were more into, uh, that, that it wasn't just about lifting carries or wrestling. It was the whole, wow, you're strong, you're powerful. You're like this big dominatrix. We, you know, uh, we admire that. And these are kind of the things that we like to do. So it was kind of through clientele and, you know, people coming to me, introducing me to a different world of, of kink. And I started practicing it more and more, doing more sessions. Um, developing your skills. Developing my skills. Yeah. I watched a ton of YouTube videos. I really got into it. I was like, this is something right up my alley. I love cool. this stuff. This is like the fire beneath me, you know? Yeah, because I... I imagine like even if you're not doing any of like the you know the lift and carry the muscle worship the fantasy wrestling type of things I can imagine even just doing a session that doesn't involve any of that just 
to have your intimidating physical presence, you know, over somebody that would make them feel very small. And like all those things that a lot of subs strive to feel in sessions. Like I want to feel helpless. I want to feel, you know, I want to feel humiliated. I want to feel like overpowered. I want to feel like my Dom is really strong and she can do anything that, that, that That she wants, that she wants. And there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. Like that's the fantasy, right? So I just imagine that you're, you having the physicality that you do would just is just lends itself so perfectly to like so many different so kinks. many things yeah, yeah i mean role play was 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 something that came very natural you know somebody had this idea in their head this is this is a scene and a scenario that i want to get into and i was like i can do that yeah. you know the alter ego <laughs> started to come out in in pretty much everything that i was doing and you know scripting these things and and um playing them out for somebody's ultimate fantasy was you know it, cool. it just yeah super cool so evolution you know it happened over time um, mm-hmm. Did you ever like mentor? I guess maybe you kind of mentored under that first bodybuilding dominatrix. You were a little bit, mentioning? but I'm, I'm a very independent person, so I think a lot of that was you know a quick learn. So yeah, thank yeah. you for your information and, and let's moving keep on. it moving. You know, <laughs> like Brad's got things to do, people to see. <laughs> you know, I, I, I got a lot on my plate. I'm just going to keep it moving and kind of you know evolve how I want to, and not under really uh, learn from people because I think learning is really important. Yeah. But at the same time. I think a lot of being a successful dominatrix is coming into your own and, and understanding really your own, your voice. own voice. And mm-hmm. um, you can't learn that from anybody. Totally. You can learn skills from people, but you, you, you can't you can't evolve um, into who you want to be without really recognizing what that is internally. Yeah. And just uh, putting in the hours, yeah. you know, doing yeah. the reps, yeah. as they say, you <laughs> Absolutely. know, yeah, to kind of hone yeah. that. Yeah, so, so if you could talk about what your doming style is like... What are some words you would use to like, if we're, if we're getting read outside of, you know, a role play character or anything like that, what am I getting from red if I'm booking you? I'd like to say this is a really hard one because I think that there's, it, it really depends on the client and what type of session the client is asking for. Um, because I think that you can provide something very special and unique to each and every individual and if you kind of hone in on what they like, it brings out more of the characteristics of you in your own right. And it, it's a, it's a really tough question for me because yeah. I think that there's, there's so many components to it. Yeah, I hear you. It's also like that chameleon nature of mm-hmm. pros, right? Because essentially it's like, okay, lifestyle doms. It's like, you're doing you. Yes. You're obviously collaborating with your bottom or your sub for that scene, but you are there for you. You know, yeah. and as professionals, we mostly have to be there for the client, right? Exactly. So we've got to be a little bit mutable, you yeah. know? And um, like for me, I think the only thing that I can say about my style, because similarly, I'm like, well, I can do anything. I can be like, I can ha- emit any energy. I can, you know, yeah. depending, like whatever. As long the- as the energy is good between two people and the communication is there, I think, you know, those are the things that bring out the best in me. Yeah. Um, essentially, if there's no communication and the, you know, there's no energy, it feels very like monotone and okay, what are we going to do next? You know, yeah. I want it to be lively. I want you to really be into it. Me and the too, more you're too. into it, the more I feed off of your energy and the more I can give you the more you know i love a chatty sub absolutely yeah i tell me more let's do more let's dive into that all right you know yeah 
Yeah, I love a swap of energy. Yeah. Yes, totally. That's that's what I'm in it for, essentially, is to like really play with you, like collaborate with me. Exactly. I need you to offer just as much as I'm putting out there. Yeah. Or else it's gonna fall flat, you know? Exactly. Yeah. For me, as um for style, like the only thing I can say is like I would say playful for me. Mm-hmm. Because even when I'm asked to do like a really strict, that kind of stereotypical disciplinarian stern uh, persona. <laughs> I do it, but I can't help myself being a little playful. But you know what I fun. mean? I think adding little elements to, to any type of play is, is, is fun. I think that the, sometimes, you know, breaking a rule for a quick second to have a quick laugh or a smirk makes it all, you oh, know, yeah. it, it adds so much personality to it and, and, and so much more fun. Um, you know, there's a time and a place for everything. There's, you know, the, the, it's like a story. It's like telling a story. Every session is like essentially telling a story. Yeah. This is how we're going to start. It's going to go into, you know, um, the climax and then we're going to have a finale and then there might be some aftercare, you know, like, yeah, there, yeah. there has to be a, a beginning, a middle and an end to everything. And the more elements that you can put in there to the make more it, like nuances. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The more fun it is. So. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I'm, I'm right now kind of creating a lesson plan for the class that I'm going to be teaching through ritual chamber. It's on November the 4th and it is a role play class. Oh, cool. Uh, Cause I have a big acting background um, as well. So it's, I'm kind of in an improv background oh, as fun. well, like comedic improv on the stage. So really, I'm like, I didn't know that about you. Yeah. Man. My husband is a comedic, he, he's a comedic improviser and he's like, one of the main Toronto producers for improv shows. Like okay. he creates some really huge shows uh, in Fantastic. the city. So I'm using like, yeah, I'm trying to like bring together like all those skills of like improv of like character building and like creating a character, like acting wise and then scene crafting as part of it. And like, just trying to bring all these things together. But I feel like 101 role players, their main concern is like, well, what if I laugh at a certain point? Right. To me, I'm like, so laugh. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. It's never not fun to laugh. Like Exactly. We'll build it into the scene somehow. <laughs> exactly. Like embrace. That's yeah. one of the main things I want to communicate. Embrace those like quote unquote mistakes. Like go with the mistake. That's a big thing about improv. If you flub a line, okay, well then that's the character's name now. Yeah. Like what, however you said, hello, Mrs. <laughs> you know, that's their name for the rest of the scene and like use it and embrace it. That's great. Exactly. You know, you yeah, and and like you can always go right back into it. It's and not hard. It's, it's really not, not hard. It's not gonna fuck up the scene. No, it's not gonna break the mood. Like this, I hate the idea of the mood. It's like the it, mood is what you mood. create. You know? Yeah, like, like it doesn't mood. have to be this standard of okay, we're going into this, and this is the mood that's gonna this. We're gonna live in this little box here, and we're gonna present it just as that. No, we all have to live outside of the box, especially when it comes to improvisation and you know. Uh, creating something when you create something that's it's it's about being connecting connecting exactly. it's not about being perfect exactly right yeah. yeah i say exactly a lot don't i exactly <laughs> <laughs> you exactly do <laughs> no but yeah and and that's very much where i sit as a dom as well i'm like it's no matter what you get whatever vibe you're requesting or whatever, it's still going to be a little playful because that is like a core belief of mine as a Dom that it's like, let's just connect. That's my number one priority, you know, not, not over-focusing on what we think this scene needs to be. 
right. or what this session needs to be. Do you take, I'm wondering with you, do you take extra care with like newbie clients? Like, are there ex- some <clears throat> steps that you take with new people? Absolutely. I think it's a step that I take with everybody, um, just at a different level. So if a new client comes in to see me, I, I tend to, you know, let them go get freshened up first. And then we sit down and we have a chat. I make sure everybody sits in a little chair and, you know, we just go back and forth. We go over rules. We go over, well, not necessarily rules, but uh, you know, like expectations, um, what they, what they really want to see happen in the session, what their limitations are, um, safety kind of things. Do you have a safe word? Um, are, are there things that you feel comfortable with in your experiences in the past? Um, what, what made you uncomfortable? Um, if you felt that you had a scene before that was, um, fantastic, how could you build on that mm-hmm. if you want to do the same kind of thing? So I, I do a bit of a debriefing at the beginning mm-hmm. to make sure that we're both on the same page and that they're actually, you know, being able to express themselves in, um, in any way that they, they can to let me know exactly what they're looking for so that I can accommodate that. Cause I think so many people just go into it. This is my style of Dom and this is what I'm going to give you. And you're going to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's not me. I I'm there to help you live out your fantasy, whatever you see in your mind. I want to make that happen for you. Totally. You know, and you don't get, you, you don't, you can't deliver that unless you actually delve into somebody's mind or, you know, understand where they're coming from or what they're thinking. Yeah, totally. I'm the same way. I'm like, where do you think that kink comes from for you? Like, what does the kink mean for you? Like, okay, you want a sissification scene, Mm -hmm. let's say. I'm like, what does this mean to you? Like, where does this come from? You know, why are you exploring? Why do you think you explore this kink? Why do you think it's a fantasy to you? (laughs) Some people probably feel like they're in a therapy session, but I'm like, it's important to me to know the intention behind a kink because I'm going to be able to deliver that much more a nuanced experience. This is true. And I think sometimes people have the tendency to see something on, on, you know, a video or have watched something that somebody else was doing. And they have this vision in their mind that they're going to come into this session and it's going to be replayed exactly how they see it. Sometimes, you know, you can, you can do it to the best of your ability to match that, but sometimes it's not actually what they want. They think that they want that because they've seen it. It seems really exciting, but when they're actually doing it, it's really not. Yeah you know, what they thought it was going to be. And that's not an experience I want for anybody. So I I totally agree with really having a good understanding of, you know, where that, um, why, why the Mm -hmm. why came from, you know? Um, Yeah. Yeah. And that's totally true. Like the odd time people will come in with this, you know, exactly something like they've seen in a porn and they want to recreate that. Okay. Well, that's good. But you know, I'm not the Dom in your head in your fantasy and I'm not going to operate that way yeah. yeah. Not only because I don't want to, but, <laughs> but also because I can't, mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to be that person. I'm a wild card. Like, so I'm only going to be able to facilitate a session, uh, by, you know, how much information you're giving me, but no matter how much information you give me, I will not be that Dom that's in your head in that fantasy Absolutely. right now. Because that's not real life, baby. Yeah. <laughs> it sure 
is it real life, you know? Yeah. And what people don't realize is that what they see on TV or on videos or on porn, for instance, is very scripted. Yes. So, you know, they're stopping. Okay, reset. Put your lips here. Do this. <laughs> it's, it's very, very scripted. Yeah. And when you're in a session with somebody, it's not scripted. You kind of just go with the flow. You go with, you know, how things are evolving or, you know, what what's happening or how can we make this better? Uh, you're always improving on you know, where you start to where you finish. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of like behind the scenes stuff. That's kind of an interesting topic. It's like some people are like, Oh, I want an elaborate rope suspension. It's like, (laughs) that takes a long time. Like, just so you're aware (laughs) that could take a half hour just of me getting you up there before anything even starts. So yes. So, (laughs) you know, (laughs) exactly. And even just like some, you know, a lot of other kinks, it's like, okay, this takes a a lot of prep before we can get to that part, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, yeah, real kink versus like porn kink. Cause you don't see prep. You don't see the time it takes to like, put somebody in an elaborate suspension or bondage situation (laughs) you You just see the action and you're like that's cool but yeah 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 yeah, totally (laughs) if there's um one thing that you would like to do in a scene that you haven't got the uh the chance to do lately or maybe at all is Mm. there something on your like dom bucket list that you're like book me for this (laughs) <laughs> I think for me, it would be like a group scene, mm. not just one male, maybe females mixed. I'm not opposed to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just doming more than one person, Oh yeah, you know, at, at, at once really kind of having fun with everybody. Um, I love when a couple books me, yeah. that is so fun because as we were talking about before about energy, it's just one more head in the room that's offering ideas exactly. and like energy. Right? And, and I did a couple scene not too long. Well, I think last year at some point it was a ball busting. Nice. And uh, the wife was there and uh, it was a great dynamic because she was there to, you know, support him. Uh, she was there to kind of guide me into the things that he really enjoys. Love it. Um, you know, there, it, it was, it was a super cool session. Um, so you know, I think when you can play off of somebody else um, or more than one person, it the dynamic all gets the better, bigger and it's all it's all the better. I, yeah, I, I I really think that that would be fun. Yeah, and same with me. I'm like when I get to do a duo, so it's two pros mm-hmm. with one sub. Same thing. I'm like, oh, I never thought of that. Oh man, that's a good idea. Exactly. Oh, I never thought to use that piece of equipment that way. <laughs> like, it's just like so many ideas, and I'm just like, oh, just bowing at the creativity of the other dom. I'm so like, fun. Yes. Yeah. I was lucky enough to have uh, one of my first sessions at the dungeon when I started there with uh, Sharzad. Me too. My second session. I think it was like my third or fourth. I'm not oh, sure. That's so fun. But it was it was amazing. I was so nervous. I was me like, too. Oh, I'm me too. Headmistress, oh, and me we're going to do this cool session, and it turned out. Fabulous. It was fantastic. We had such a blast. And again, you know, learning and, and, and we laughed so hard. It was so good. Yeah, we also had so many laughs. So many laughs. We did like, we did needles and I'm not a needle top. So oh like, it was kind of like, she was able to do a hands-on like little workshop with me, like showing me exactly how, and then I would do it. And like, it was such a great, but like all the while, just like killing ourselves laughing because you know, the sub (laughs) is just (laughs) dying in pain. Uh (laughs) The sub we had was literally, (laughs) 
literally dying in pain, but he loved every minute of it. He was just in his glory. I can still see his face. I can still see his face. Oh, man. It's those memories that stick with you, yeah. you know? <laughs> we have a little video, actually. It was, it was oh, quite amazing. cool. Yeah. A good, I, you know what? I've just recently kind of really seen the value of, like, when a sub requests that I take pictures and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. usually I, I was like, okay, I feel like it kind of disrupts the flow of the scene or whatever until I just recently, like got a really good picture of like the person's face. I wouldn't share it like publicly or anything, but um, it would be just for him and I. Um, But oh man, like just like talking about windows are the eyes of the soul. I was like, oh my God, there's so much like emotion in this picture, like in this person's eyes. Like they are so just like stripped down to this, like their authentic self like I'm really seeing this person the vulnerability all of it and I'm obsessed with this picture like I look at this picture every day I swear to god and it's like more than like just a sexy picture to look at or a little fond memory of the session which is how I kind of viewed doing that before but I'm like oh I captured something yeah it's the effects it it actually makes you realize the service that you're giving to somebody and, and the power that you have to you know really affect somebody yes. and when you can do that when you can connect on that level with somebody and you can feel it and you can sense it there's nothing greater yeah and like <clears throat> that you nailed it completely because in the session you know I'm busy doing so many things I'm not necessarily like really letting that affect me like mm-hmm. um and yeah in that just one one little still picture I took I was like oh I get it <laughs> oh, I totally get what I did for you that day oh my god I may have not totally understood that on the day but looking at the picture after I was like oh that's special man (laughs) (laughs) I did a good job that day good pats on the back (laughs) doesn't that feel amazing though when you can actually leave somewhere and feel like you did somebody something a real service yeah you know like I think a lot of people devalue that they say oh you're just a dom and you're you know out there beating up guys and you're doing x y and z and oh good for you yeah yeah but they don't really understand the depths of you know what we do totally there sure there's guys there that just want to get their rocks off yeah that too whatever sure fill your boots but there there comes a point where you realize the position that you're put in, the amount of responsibility you have towards somebody else. And I think when you can really, you know, understand that and not take advantage of that or use that to your, some people take advantage of, of the power that they have. So what I'm trying to say is if you don't take advantage of that, but you really use that, um, as a tool to help to like lift them up, to lift them up. Yeah. Then you start to realize what it's really about. It's that connected, the connection, you know, the connectivity and the, the, um, the ability to let somebody really express themselves. Yeah. Holding fullest. Yeah. How I look at it is like, I hold space for people Mm -hmm. to be their true authentic self. Right. Because that's not something that a lot of people can do in their personal lives, like and openly and in their public lives. Right. So it's like a very special thing often like the you know they save up money and every couple months they see a pro dom because the rest of the time they don't have access to that and it's if it's like a very vital part of their identity that's such a valuable service absolutely yeah totally um so when you were talking about uh you know 
having that power, they're trusting you with like this very important thing, just like how um, it's also like a very vulnerable thing for people. Like we get in that room and within, you know, five minutes of a bit of, you know, a small talk or whatever, they're divulging things to you that they haven't told anyone possibly in their lives exactly. before or very few people. So they're like, handing you over like this very yeah. vulnerable part of themselves it's like an antique china you yeah. know given to you from your grandmother you're yeah. like i don't want to break this this yeah. is very special to you this is something that i have to value and i have to embrace and i have to take my best care with yeah. and i have to make sure that i don't send it back to you broken Yes. You know what I'm oh, saying? What a good metaphor. That like, that right? that came right back around. That <laughs> metaphor. That yeah. Anti- yeah. <laughs> but it's the truth, you know? You're somebody's really trusting you to take care of that piece of them yeah. with everything that you have. And it's your obligation as a pro dom to make sure that you respect that, that you're um kind with that yeah. and you know, that you appreciate it. Because this is something that's a gift almost. Yeah, I see it as a huge privilege mm-hmm. when people like really go deep with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I do good work. I'm here doing the Lord's work. Like, honestly, I do feel... <laughs> you might not think so, but... <laughs> <laughs> but I keep doing um, But truly, yeah, I see it as like I'm doing, I'm doing important work, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so we should be taking a break at this point. So we're going to take a break and we have a couple questions for you from the interwebs but also i would love to um talk about some of your bodybuilding specialties as well because i feel like a lot of people don't even know what a lot of these kinks are when we're talking about lift and carry and stuff like that absolutely so i'd love to kind of talk about your specialties as well in the second half so let's do that and we'll be uh right back after a short break with mistress red diamond Let's take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors, shall we? First of all, Oasis Aqua Lounge is a water-themed sex club located right here in Toronto at 231 Mutual Street. Oasis is inclusive of all genders and orientations and is shame-free when it comes to pleasure and play. Check them out at their website, oasisaqualounge.com. Unicorn Collaborators is the local leather business of two queer unicorns. They specialize in luxurious and colorful harnesses for all body types, and even craft non-conventional ones for your thigh, fist, or foot. Check them out at their Etsy shop under Unicorn Collaborators. Lovecrafters Toys is a non-gendered fantasy sex toy line that makes weird and wonderful dildos in the shape of tentacles, unicorn horns, mermaid tails, and more. Their high-quality silicone is hand-poured right here in Toronto. Check out their Etsy shop at Lovecrafters Toys. ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at ComeAsYouAre.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Bedpost Podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Erin Pym, and my fantastic guest today is back, back, back again, Mistress Red Diamond. Hello. Hello. Hi, hi. So, okay, let's talk about these bodybuilding specialties that you do have as a dominatrix. 
Lift and carry. What what is that? What does that look like? <laughs> that can look like a lot of different things. Um, mostly it's me picking people up and carrying them around. Yeah. Just like it sounds. There's, yeah. there's a, a lot of different lifts and carries that um, I can perform. Um, a lot of people love the bear hug, which is simply, you know, a bear hug. I'm holding them off the ground. Their legs are wrapped around me. I'm squeezing them nice and tight so they can feel my strength and my power and feel a little bit, you know, safe against my chest. Um, I would like that, I think. Yeah, it's fun. And a bit of crush. A bit of crushing too. Yeah. Um, so you can feel like the breathing, the, uh, you know, the, the chest on chest. It's very uh, intimate. It's very intimate. It can be very intimate and yeah. a little whisper in the ear never helps, oh. never hurts. You know, yeah. people love that. Yeah, <laughs> Add a little sensual component in there. Yeah. Um, then there's, you know, over the shoulder, uh, fireman's carry, donkey calf raises. Okay, what, what is that? <laughs> What's a donkey calf raise? What is that now? Yeah. <laughs> That's essentially when I kind of like bend over and they climb on my back and oh. I do calf raises with them. Oh shit. On my back. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, piggybacks, shoulder rides, you know, those are pretty standard. Mm-hmm. Um, fireman's carry, of course, you know, across the, or over the shoulder. Yeah. Cradle carry. So cradling like a baby. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Walking like that. Um, there, there's quite a few. Um, and generally those what... Those are the basics. Cool. Um, and generally what is like the intention behind this stuff? Like, can it be a lot of different things or what, how are they looking to like feel? What are Weak they experiencing? And, and, yeah. and, and, and obviously that I'm, I'm stronger than them and it's, it's um, more of the physicality, like, wow, this woman is stronger than I am. She can pick me up. She can carry me around. She can do what she wants with me. And a lot of it is, um, you know, a lot of people kind of get into the idea of, um, being small. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Feeling Um, little, feeling little, like, I have a big, strong woman picking me up. I'm so small. I'm so vulnerable. I'm so helpless. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm like a little baby. She can do whatever she wants to me, you know? Yeah. Um, I guess that's essentially it. I, I'm sure that there's other... Um, reasons. Reasons, too. But mostly, that's that's the feedback I get. Yeah, that's what people are looking that's for, mostly. That's what they're looking for, yeah. Okay, then another one that you offer that's related is muscle worship. Mm-hmm. What might that look like? <laughs> <laughs> that can look like a lot of different things. But yeah. to most people, it is um, worshiping my body. So, mm-hmm. my muscles. I flex. A lot of people want to put lotion or oil. They oh, want to okay. feel. They okay. want to touch. They want to, you know, have me pose powerfully over top of them. Um, there, there, it can, it can involve a lot of different things. It can involve smothering. Um, it can involve, you know, me latching them around the neck with my bicep. It can, while it's happening, while it's happening. So it's really just the appreciation of the muscles that I have and worshiping the, their favorite parts are all of me. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, another part of like non-intimate body worship. Exactly. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, Yeah. Like worshiping the goddess. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So what else do we have? You do like, you'll, actually like wrestle people in sessions as well like fantasy wrestling yes that kind of what it's called it's fantasy wrestling yeah. yeah a lot of people want to do competitive wrestling um i've done competitive wrestling before it's not my thing 
Um, so that's like one on a one in that, a one on one session. In a one on one session where you know you're down on your knees, you're performing all kinds of wrestling holds, and it's competitive. So yeah. they're fighting back. They are actually they're, trying they're to actually win. trying to win. Um, <laughs> and they can't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> usually they cannot. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> but you but you don't enjoy that one so much. Um, it's not that I don't enjoy it, but because of my professional career, I don't like to take chances. Anything can happen in a session. And a lot of people have this inferiority um, complex where, you know, they cannot lose. And so they come in with an attitude that they're going to beat me at all costs. Mm-hmm. And it can get a little carried away because I don't like to be tested. Yeah. And you don't want to actually hurt and them. And I don't want to hurt anybody. Because I mean, as, as, as we as said, fun. you're in care of them for this session. Exactly. So it's like, I can't go full out on you, buddy, because I will literally kill, kill you. Kill you. Yeah. yeah. Because it's, it's going to go, it's going to evolve from that wrestling session to me literally choking you the hell out. You know? <laughs> Because it could. Yeah, it, yeah. that's essentially, you get me mad enough and I'm going to blow my top, you're going to see red come out. And, yeah. and red is not... <laughs> <laughs> there's a side of red you do not want to see. Yes. So, you know, I, I, I try and shy away from that. And I don't want to get injured myself. It's course, easy yeah. for somebody to get a little carried away. And the next thing you know, you, you feel a snap and there goes my competitive career for the year. Oof, and, and I'm yeah. not willing to take that risk for for anything so yeah I like and to keep it light and fun yeah yeah and especially like you know a client booking you for a fantasy wrestling session they're not professionals they're not trained you know in all the safety stuff exactly. that you should be so they're gonna kind of be playing unsafe and potentially yeah that's dangerous to yeah. you and to them so yeah huge yeah. liability I exactly. would say I doing mean, some can be fun and, and this is a hard one for me too yeah because I've, I've gone into a lot of sessions where people don't really understand the difference between a fantasy wrestling session and a competitive session or a semi-competitive session. So I've had sessions that people call competitive that were very much fantasy. But very light. Is, you know, Red Diamond showing you what's up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Oh, pin me again. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I've had fantasy wrestling where people really think this is an all out, like we're, we're, we're getting down and we're, we're going to pin pin. So I think it's really all in just, um, interviewing the people before I have the session to to make sure that that we're really on the same page and to, you know, outline those um, boundaries beforehand. Definitely. Yeah. That's especially, I feel like a session, if you're going to do that session, it's like, okay, let's talk for like a while about this to really, to make sure that we're both on the same page because I don't want to disappoint anybody that really has the idea that fantasy wrestling is competitive. And then they get to the session they're like, wait a minute, you said that, you know, I was going to be able to do X, Y, and Z and now I'm not. Well, you know, I don't want that for them. If we're not a good match, we're not a good match. You yeah. know, I don't want that for myself. I don't want that for them. So it's it's really kind of making sure that everybody's on the same page. Totally. Is there anything else kind of in the bodybuilding realm that is a kink you would offer in a session? <clears throat> um, scissoring. A lot of oh, yeah. people love the scissoring sessions. Um, so that's just like you, your legs are crushing, crushing their body. Yeah just squeezing them whatever until parts? they submit whatever parts usually in between it's your head legs. so you know um rear scissors um front scissors side scissors <laughs> squishing heads it. knocking people out squishing bodies you know <laughs> legs whatever whatever i can get my legs around i'm going to squish you with them <laughs> until you tap <laughs> and i imagine that's another one that's like if you actually used your full power you could like Really, oh yeah, really. yeah. There's a lot of times where you know nobody can handle the the full power. I'm sure. <laughs> I, I did. Um, 
a video session with Scissor Foxes, and um, the guy that that I was uh, sessioning with yeah. couldn't take even forty percent of my scissors. <laughs> I kept knocking him out. So I, I told him that we're going to have a rematch, and I think the next time we have that rematch, I'm going to give it all to him to see if I can actually beat the record of how many knockouts that he's had in a in a session. I think somebody was telling me online the other night that his his. Uh, limit was like eight or something or he had eight as the record right now for knockouts in a in a single session and so that's actually him blacking out that's actually him blacking out yeah wow yeah. so i think i'm gonna go for 10 next time we meet up so jay look out i'm coming i'm coming for that record i'm coming for you baby <laughs> so so much for that 40 percent. you had a little taste of it it's gonna go full on next time yeah you, down. you have literally only seen 40 percent of what i can do so yeah so guys, look out for Scissor Foxes coming soon. Nice, nice. Okay, so I'd love to get into some of these questions. Sure. Um, we have one from The Servant Ezra. He says, okay, some may say developing a muscular body is traditionally a male activity. Mm-hmm. Do you intentionally strive for a feminine way to present yourself, or do you just ignore that notion completely and go where your instincts lead you? He also has a little caveat here, just in case the question uh, was leading or rude in any way. He says, by the way, I think a muscular body can be super feminine too. <laughs> Which is a cute that little so PS. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, this is a really hard struggle for a lot of people in the industry. Yeah. Um, as a woman um, and a female bodybuilder, you're, I think femininity is super important in the sport. Um, a lot of women tend to go past the point of femininity for me, I value it very much. So you do? You're feminine. I, I, I do. I value my femininity a lot. Um, I like looking like a woman. I like feeling like a woman. Um, so I embrace that and I hold on to that. And as much as <clears throat> some people in um, the general public don't appreciate it or don't understand... Um, why you might why present I'm, that way. I might present that way or why I think that I can still be sexy and have muscles. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people think that having muscles like a man makes you look like a man. Yeah. But there, there are certain points where, yes, you can go too deep and start looking like a man, but there, there's points where if you take it slow and you build your body the right way um, and you're very cautious of the signs and signals of when it's going to change or how it's going to change, that you can maintain that femininity. You don't need to toe the line mm-hmm. past that. You can really just, you know, um, be where you feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you, like, and you sound very knowledgeable about yes, that. Yeah, and absolutely. you have, do you have to be kind of... Like you have where to you're and putting think, muscle wear and yeah, I, I think you have to be very aware of that. A lot of people try to do things too fast, so it takes time to build proper muscle. Right, and um, you know you can take all the supplements in the world. Um, but if you don't take them in the right increments, if you don't educate yourself on how they're going to affect your body, mm-hmm. um, of how your body can potentially change, um, you're not taking responsibility for yourself your health and your health yeah exactly do you ever experience stigma when it comes to how you look like just every day out in the world all the time yeah all the time especially when I'm in contest shape right now not so much because I can hide under a big sweater and I just look big and bulky right um but in contest 
time for sure uh, little kids especially because they don't know any better right. in the grocery store they they stare if i'm in a lineup somewhere they stare they point to their mom and dad like oh look at her look at her right. um people ask me for pictures oh really um, oh yeah are you a professional wrestler um Oi. <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> no i'm getting my groceries yeah, that's I'm what my i'm groceries doing. you know um for sure there's yeah. there's definitely a lot of people that make inappropriate comments sure. and then there's a lot of people that really admire it a lot of people that understand that it takes a lot of hard work a lot of um a lot of effort and a lot no of kidding. sacrifice yeah so you know I, I i've kind of just left that alone people will yeah does it bother uh, you anymore no no it yeah. honestly doesn't because yeah. i'm just trying to be the best version of me i'm yeah. a professional athlete i've worked really hard to get where i am today um i embrace every moment of that and i know what my limitations are and how i want to present myself in the sport mm-hmm. um in the industry and you know, personally. So, so I, fuck all y'all. I, yeah, exactly. Fuck y'all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just not interested. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Another question. This is from disposable darling. I really like that uh, handle by the way. And he says, what is your tried and true method for stress relief slash cleansing negativity? It says non kink related, uh, in the particular question, but I'm also interested in like what you might do after a session, you know, if you've got a lot of endorphins you know going and a lot of um adrenaline going what you do to like kind of cool down um a lot of times it's going home having a epsom salt bath lighting a candle if i'm not training on season and i can have a glass of wine i'll have a glass of wine nice um and i just take some quiet time to reflect so you know kind of going over things in my mind did that go well how was that i hope that they enjoyed it um you know what did it feel like for me um, yeah, I think about all those things, yeah, too, after it's, a session. It's, it's really just kind of debriefing myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, what could I do better next time? Yeah, exactly. It's always for improvement, too. You know, like reflecting upon everything to say, well, you know, maybe that skill set wasn't the greatest. What can I do to make that better? Or, mm-hmm. you know, did I deliver that the way that they were looking for? And if I meet them again, how can I make it better? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, in a similar session. So. Yeah, even if you've just been introduced to, like, a new nuance kind of in a kink, it's like, oh, I never thought about it that way before. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go research that now. Mm-hmm. That that person kind of, you know, brought that up or we discovered that mid-session. I'm like, oh, okay, I got to learn about this now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you're kind of confronted with that mid-session and you're like, oh... I never thought of that before. Yeah, like, that was interesting. I, yeah. And then it's like, okay, let, let's get into this. Yeah. It's like an awakening somewhere. Yeah. And um, what do you do just in your daily life as well to kind of stress relief and cleanse negativity? Is it similar? It's similar. That's, you know, I usually wind down my day like that. But for the most part, I think that I spend a lot of time alone. So, okay. um, yeah. and I enjoy that. I enjoy the moments and my thoughts and I enjoy... Um, being at the gym, I spend a lot of time there, obviously. Um, and just putting my headphones on and getting lost. Um, that, that's a big thing. I have a few hobbies. I'm not going to, you know, share with everybody, but there, there's some things in my life that I do to really, um, take me out of the situation. Cause I think sometimes we get so wrapped up in, in the session or in, in the moment that it's hard to take yourself out of that sometimes. So sometimes mm-hmm. to just wipe your mind clear and carry on too is important. I think. Yeah, for sure. Cause it's easy to carry a heavy weight with you everywhere you go. If you let it totally well said, 
All right, this one is from Brandon Oglesby, who is a listener of the pod. Um, he says, what went into crafting your Dom persona? So was that, yeah, so what went into crafting your Dom persona? I guess my follow-up question to that is like, was it a conscious decision to kind of create Red Diamond, Mistress Red Diamond? Or is it very naturally yourself? Um, I, I like to look at it as like my alter ego. Mm-hmm. So Red Diamond can essentially be whatever I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like when I step into Red Diamond, I'm stepping into a part of who I am, mm-hmm. but magnified. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, this is this is where I see Red Diamond. This is this is who I am in my real life, but when I have the opportunity to to take that to the 10th power, that's <laughs> where it's going to go. It's going to be everything that I envision this this superhero, this, you know, strong powerful woman to be. Mm-hmm. So, I think that that's kind of where it came from is like just having the imagination or stepping into an alter ego that that really made me feel in my mind's eye, some kind of way, you know? Yeah, I see my Dom persona in a very similar way. It's like I can choose, pick and choose, you know, a little facet of my actual authentic personality and just, like, blow it up, Yeah, essentially. In it, like, depending on what they're looking for. I'm like, uh, yeah, what, what am I going to choose today to play <laughs> with? But it's all... It all is all connected authentically to my actual personality. Like, I'm never putting on something really in a in a session i think when you end up putting something on people can feel it yeah they can read it they can read it it's like you're not really into it you're not really kind of grasping what they're into they can they can sense the disconnect yeah and um when that happens it's not cool yeah exactly yeah all righty we have uh we have one just from steve (laughs) okay he says are you happening to want a full-time sub that is always around or a live-in sub to serve you so you can do as you please whenever you want and is owned by you only get in line get in line oh my goodness if i had a dollar for Ask me that question I would be rich and my house would be spotless uh, yeah honestly like every DM yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah I give up on those DMs I get so many of them I just you know, yeah email me don't DM me exactly yeah any any of my um, like uh, social media stuff in the bio it's yeah. like no DMs <laughs> please <laughs> just don't. please do not yeah <laughs> And um, it's this is kind of interesting. Um, I have uh, Lady Henry on my show bedpost, like the stage show this month. Oh, cool! And she's she, awesome. She's awesome. Yeah. Um, and she got a question that was like, uh, "Why, you know, why are female doms always pay for play, and they never do it like for you know like just personal play, mm-hmm. essentially?" <laughs> and it. And it's a shitty question uh-huh. because clearly the dude is like trying to find a dom, you know, but he's broke and he doesn't, exactly. he's upset about it uh-huh. or something. So. But, but <laughs> it kind of brings up an interesting idea of like the demand, you know what I mean? Like why um, being a Toronto dominatrix is as lucrative, you know, and even though it's very oversaturated, there's so many of us where so we're many. all getting work. Yep. Why do you think that is? Sorry, why do I think that we're all getting work or why? Yeah, like that there are so many male subs that maybe can't find it in their personal life. Oh, I think that I, I, this is a really good question because 
in my experience, I think a lot of people feel very unsafe to mm. share it with their partners. Um, they feel like they're going to be judged or that somebody's going to criticize them or maybe not accept the things that they have, um, you know, or the desires that they have. Yeah, I it's, think it's very fear. risky. I think it's risky and, yeah. and, and they're, they're, they want to, but I think part of them is, is, is filled with so much fear of what could potentially happen to, you know, their marriage or yes. their relationship if they were to share it because they feel like their partner wouldn't accept it. Yeah. And that's a shame yeah. because I think that the more that you can accept somebody, um, you know, for their, their desires or yeah, their, their sexuality, their sexuality their, yeah. um, the more open that you can be with your partner, the stronger your relationship grows. And I think that, you know, when people have walls and barriers and mm-hmm. limitations, that's, that's when you're, 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 creating, you know, separation or distance between your partner. Yeah. And, um, you know, I always, I always try and get people to, um, really kind of dig deep into the, into themselves and, you know, find ways to, um, express themselves maybe just a little bit at a time. Um, because I think it's about creating important relationships with the people that we session with, but also giving them the tools that yes. they need to go back into their own relationships and feel safe um, and, and, and understand that people are maybe more understanding than they're aware of. Yeah. You give know, give and, your partner a chance. Yeah, give them a chance and don't, you know. Don't um, just assume. Don't, don't assume that what you're thinking is actually what's going to happen. It could potentially bring your relationship closer together. And if it doesn't, well, you know, maybe that's not the partner for you. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't like to say that because everybody's in a relationship for whatever reason or, that fulfills them. But mm-hmm. Or maybe they can indulge it, you know, in a small way. Maybe they can indulge a part a of part that of fantasy. That. Maybe not the whole balls to the wall, 100% and, and thing. And that's why you can share But maybe they can compromise right? exactly. with you so, in some way. You know, yeah. you, you can tread the water slowly. So here's a little piece of what I'm interested in. Yeah. And see how receptive they are to it. And you'll know from that little piece whether you can you know, feel safe to move a little bit further and a little, you know, a little stronger into it. Or if you need to, you know, just continue to, to do what you're doing um, and what feels safe for you. But yeah, totally. I, I totally agree with you that like the reason, and now, you know, this isn't a blanket, blanket statement for all the clients we see, but for a good portion of them, I think why our work exists and and flourish it is still flourishing very much even in a really oversaturated market mm-hmm. is unfortunately because of this stigma that is on men you know to be the dominant person in a relationship right. in the bedroom right yeah. so they feel really shameful and uh they feel that they would be stigmatized you know to be a, a um you know either out in the public or just out with their partner that they're into being submissive. Exactly. Like it's really all that, you know, negative, toxic masculinity, negative messaging that men receive, mm-hmm. um, just out in the world daily, all the time, um, you know, inform is informing them that this is a thing they have to do in secret. And then they can only do it with a professional, um, that they can trust with their secret. Yeah. yeah. And, and then again, that it's just like, so much more risky to come out with someone, come out to someone about their most vulnerable, you know, submissive desires. Mm-hmm. Like it's so much riskier to come out with that to 
your partner in a relationship than it is with a total stranger. Like, you know how it is, how easy it is to tell your secrets to a total stranger. Get a few drinks in me. (laughs) And you know, I'm telling someone at the bar something I've never told anyone in my life. Like why? Because it's low risk. Right. They're not going to, I don't care if they walk away from that conversation being like, what a fucking weirdo. But if you analyze that for what it is, it's something that needs to come out. Yes. If it's the first thing that you want to do when you're in a place with somebody that you don't know. So yes, yeah, it's obvious that that's something important that they need to address. If it's like coming out when you're drunk, yeah. you know, that's the first thing you're telling a stranger. <laughs> then clearly that's something you need to address, isn't it? Totally something you need to address. <laughs> They always say you're more truthful when you're drinking. So oh my God! There you yes, have it. we're seeing the true you yeah, right the now. The true you is coming out, <laughs> and if that's the first thing out your mouth, man, <laughs> yes, you, you know that that's affecting your life somehow. So you better find a way to deal with yeah, it. Yeah, get a therapist. Yeah, see a dominatrix. See a dominatrix, and then talk to your partner about exactly. <laughs> in that I mean, order. <laughs> there's so many times where I feel like a counselor in a session too, and I love it. That you know? too. Yeah, I do a lot of online stuff, um, webcaming. Yeah, and uh, the majority of my clients, you know, you would think that they come on to see me flex and you know but a lot of times I'll have two-hour conversations and private chats just with people about their kink about you know so many life things and and I enjoy it I really enjoy connecting with people yeah I kind of just started doing the night flirt thing so the phone stuff and then you can also text on there and uh in that And, and in a lot of ways what the phone thing has turned out to be it's like it's turned out to be someone who's been following me on twitter mm-hmm. uh since I've started doing this pro and they're nowhere near toronto yeah. um so literally what it's turned into mostly is people just calling just to talk to me for an hour that's fun like not about anything like we talked about <laughs> the raptors <laughs> <laughs> For sure. It was great, uh-huh. you know. Oh, I've had conversations with people about the <laughs> oddest things that you would never think. I'm like, we're on a muscle cam. Yeah. And, you know, we're in this private chat for like two hours now, <laughs> and we're talking about everything but muscle. <laughs> exactly. But, exactly. Know, it, it's it's just super cool. I think connecting with people in any which way that they feel, you know. I'm here for fulfills it. Fulfills them. I, I, I'm super cool with that i love it totally okay so mentioning all that then mm-hmm. uh we're getting to the end of our interview oh, darn. oh god so oh, you're great i'm so happy we finally did this <laughs> yes me too thank you for having me oh my pleasure um so why don't we tell people you know uh if you want to give your uh booking information where you prefer people to email you or contact you your social media where people can follow you and maybe if you want to give you know some camming links as well or cool. whatever else you like to tell people Yep. So um, if you want to, if you're local and you want to book a session with me here in Toronto, I work out of the Ritual Chamber. So that is uh, theritualchamber.ca. Um, you can message me there or you can email me on my personal email at fbbreddiamond at protonmail.com. Um, and I will respond to you um, as quickly as possible. Um that, that can be also used for touring inquiries. So the FBB um, at protonmail.com is um, also for touring inquiries. You can find me on WB270, uh, sessiongirls.com for all the travel, travel inquiries as well. Mm-hmm. Um, my social media is FBB red underscore diamond. That's my Instagram. And you can find me on Twitter at Miss underscore red diamond, I think. Jeez, I don't even know my own Twitter. <laughs> 
<laughs> Let me look it up. Let's <laughs> confirm oh, or deny. Oh, my goodness, yeah. It's <laughs> Miss underscore Red Diamond. Perfect. Uh, that's my Twitter. And um, you can also catch me on Cam. I'm on Cam most nights on herbiceps.com. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. And you can find me as Red Diamond there. Amazing. Um, same for me. My, uh, I have some pro-doming social medias I can get to you. If you want to book me directly, you can go once again to theritualchamber.ca or you can email email me directly at ladypim at protonmail.com. Also, I am at the ladypim one both on Twitter and Instagram, though I'm, I post much more often on Twitter, I must say. Um, <laughs> for bedpostly things, you can email me at thebedpostsexshow at gmail.com. We're on uh, website at bedpost.ca. Our Instagram is the Bedpost Podcast, and our Facebook is the or nope is Bedpost Erotica. <laughs> <laughs> and if you are in the Toronto or GTA area, of course we do the Bedpost Stage Show the third Friday of every month at 8 p.m. at the Social Capital Theater. And lastly, but not leastly, you know, I got that, that lovely little PayPal for some premium content, exclusive content. That is patreon.com slash thebedpostshow. Lastly, one huge shout out to Stephanie Copeland, who does all the original music for my podcast. You can check out all her lovely art and the rest of her music compositions at stephcopelandmusic.com. And one huge last thank you to Red Diamond. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. Yay. It's so much fun. It's been so great. And thank you to everybody who's been listening here today. We'll see you next time with another fun and sexy guest here in the studio talking about sex and sexuality on the Bed Post Podcast. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar.